the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Right, yeah, really. All right, let's do this. Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Group. Check them out, cavensgroup.com. Oh boy, how sweep it is for the fourth time this season. Fourth time, well, in conference play, I should say, how sweep it is. If you want to look at uh, two-game series that they played in the non-con, way more times than four times how sweep it has been this year. But it was Sweep City in Waco over the weekend. Another fabulous weekend for OU softball. And, oh yeah, let's talk about things that age poorly. Uh, And I quote, it gives us a cool little leg up this time. We're 1-0, so I think they're the ones that are a little intimidated at this point. Long pause. Yeah, that was said. Yeah, re- remember when that was said on Thursday night? I I mentioned it Friday's episode. I was honestly kind of mad at Baylor just because it was so dumb. I get uncomfortable at stupidity, and a challenge OU is stupidity. It wasn't smart at the time. I still don't know why that you say that. Literally make, makes no sense to me whatsoever. We knew how this was going to work out for her and for Baylor, but to not even score a run all weekend, worst take ever, bad take, bad decision. I mean, talk about things that age poorly. We all remember what was said by Baylor. We probably always will. And hey, obviously OU remember too. But if you're going to talk, that's fine. If you want to challenge OU, that's cool. That's fine. People have done it. It doesn't work out well for you. But if you're going to talk, at least score a run. You know, that dork Mike White said what he said, but at least Texas was competitive all week long. Baylor didn't even score a run on their home field. Like, biggest home series for Baylor in a long time. Didn't even score a run in a three-game set. At least do that. Nope. Just another weekend where OU had more wins than runs allowed. Uh, Did you know? How about some fun stats? Hopefully, uh, Jessica Bame even likes these. OU has played four conference series this year. Iowa State, Texas, Texas Tech, and Baylor. And in three of those conference series... The opposing team has failed to score more runs than the amount of wins OU got over the weekend, okay? So, for instance, in case that's a little too confusing, Baylor scored zero runs and OU had three wins. Zero is less than three. Texas Tech had zero runs. OU had three wins. Iowa State had three runs and OU had three wins. That's three of the four series This team has played this year. There's been 12 overall conference games for OU this season. Remember the Baylor game the first time around does not count as a conference game. That was a non-conference game. 12 overall conference games. 12 wins and OU has only given up 9 runs. That's it. 12 wins in conference and OU has only given up 9 runs. OU has more conference wins than runs allowed in the conference. It's just silly. The stats are insane, and it's it's the case all the way around. Offensively, defensively, like whatever numbers that you want to look at, you're going to say to yourself, geez, they lead the Big 12, they lead all of college softball. These numbers are just unheard of. But it's the pitching stats that's really crazy right now. You know, OU entered the Baylor series with the top three pitchers in ERA in the Big 12, and nothing this weekend changed that. OU has six consecutive Big 12 shutouts. 
as we sit here today on a Sunday afternoon. Six consecutive Big 12 shutouts. The last time OU allowed a run, last time OU allowed a run in conference play, it was that Sunday run rule over Texas. Which, oddly enough, is that the last time OU's played a home game at Marita Heinz Field? It felt like forever since they played Norman. That's the last time OU allowed a run in conference play. It was a, it was a while ago. And I just want to remind everyone of the take that I had a few weeks ago. My take is that this pitching staff is the greatest in college softball history. And whether you agreed with it or not at the time, you have to admit that it's starting to look better as the conference sweeps go by. Like, this team is excellent offensively. It's elite defensively. But it's historic in the circle. It's consistent dominance game in and game out. And it doesn't matter who this team is playing. Whether it's Jordy Ball, Nicole May, or Alex Duraco, there hasn't been and won't be a game this year where OU doesn't have the best pitcher in the circle. By the way, big thanks to Texas this weekend. Uh, hard to ever really thank that dweeb Mike White for anything. Uh, but his team did sweep OSU this weekend. And the only reason that matters or that I really care about it, I don't really know who I was rooting for this weekend, to be honest with you. The only reason that matters is that OU can win the conference if there's a Big 12 sweep over KU. And I do think there's going to be a Big 12 sweep over KU next weekend if I had to go ahead and uh, forecast that series for you. I actually didn't know that until I saw uh, saw Shai's tweet uh, early on Sunday morning. Thanks for that. Shai was at Waco this weekend. Looked like she had a good time. So, yeah, so I, I know winning the Big 12 doesn't seem like something this program should do every year. I mean, or that they should do every year. And they do. I mean, to be fair, like national championship or bust. Winning the Big 12, well, duh, win the Big 12, of course. At the bare minimum, win the Big 12. But don't take these things for granted. You know, I, I know it feels like it's something they should do every year, and they do win the conference seemingly every single year, but don't take it for granted. Let us not be so spoiled that we can't enjoy the good moments. Go sweep KU and enjoy another conference title, especially since, and I say this all the time, this is the best the Big 12 has been in a while. At least I believe that. Uh, I want to tell you about our title sponsor, Cavens Group. If you have an emergency repair uh, go uh, go let Cavens Group help you out. Cavensgroup.com. They service all of Oklahoma, Arkansas, Kansas, uh, North Texas as well. I know we got a lot of listeners in the Dallas area. So if you have an emergency repair, Cavens is on the call 24-7, 405-573-3048 or Cavensgroup.com. Cavens Group, we say it all the time, five tool players, just like T.R.A. Jennings, just like Jada Coleman. Uh, they do uh, the best work in the States, and don't take it from me. Take it from uh, all the businesses in Norman and beyond that reach out to Cavens Construction, or excuse me, Cavens Group, uh, when they're in need. Sid Sanders, what's up? What a weekend. Uh, she was the star offensively, and I think, one, that was great to see, and two, very important, or at least another important thing that happened this weekend on my radio show every Friday, we pick the player who's going to hit the most home runs over the weekend, which, you know, I'm over on the season. I'm like Baylor. I haven't scored once so far this year. But it's hard because there's so many good options. I don't even think you can make fun of me for not accurately identifying who's going to hit the most home runs in a weekend. It's hard. There's too many options. I took T.R.A. Jennings last Friday. I don't know. Maybe you've heard of her. She's one of the uh, t- t- 25 finalists for player of the year this year. No big deal. And I missed again. I missed again. 
Our text line, by the way, unanimously chose Haley Lee. It was like a route. <laughs> Everyone was all aboard the Haley Lee train. That was wrong, too. It was Sid Sanders that did it. Two home runs over the weekend. TRA did have one, as well as Brito. Did Brito break someone's windshield with that home run that she hit yesterday? It was a moonshot. It was a bomb. But how cool is that? Um, a player that we don't talk about probably nearly enough. Uh, and Sid Sanders was the story offensively, and it's just another good thing to have, I think. It's another player who's playing her best softball of the season. You know, Sid came in with some hype via the transfer portal. I think she was a top 100 player to start the season by D1 softball. I think. I think that was the case. And now it's just another weapon this offense has. I mean, they've always had the the weapon of Sid Sanders, but maybe she hasn't been an everyday player all year long, and... She needs to be an everyday player right now with the way that she's hitting the softball. She's she's playing her best softball of the year. That's not the case this weekend. I kind of feel like that's been trending for a couple of weeks now. I like it. Um, I think it's best case scenario when you have other players step up that, you know, maybe you don't deem as your best hitters. You know, it's not TRA having a monster weekend or Jada Coleman, player of the year, having a monster weekend. You get someone like Sid Sanders have her best weekend of the year, lead the way in home runs. Um, I, I don't I don't think that's a bad thing. And and speaking of the offense, by the way, you know, OU isn't on a tear like last year. I, I understand that. Um, but let's also realize and kind of recognize expectations a little bit. You know, last year may have been the best offense ever. Like seriously, I I'm trying to sell you, maybe I'm not trying trying to sell you, maybe you've already been sold, that this is the best pitching staff in college softball history. Um, last year I think was the best offense in college softball history. It is not that, but it's still a really good offense. OU's not hitting five home runs a game like last year, but is it still the best offense in college softball? Yeah, I probably, I think so. I think it is. And guess what? The pitching staff is so elite this year that you don't need to score 15 runs. You know, when you have six consecutive conference shutouts, you don't need to score 15 runs to win every game. Don't need it. Can't lose if they don't score. I mean, I'm not Patty Gasso, but I think that she might agree with that statement. I think she, I mean, at least I think she would. They can't win if they can't score. Uh, but that, hey, that was a satisfying weekend, and it was satisfying for a couple of reasons. One, you got your revenge from your lone loss of the year. That was nice. Patty wasn't afraid to use that word last week, which I loved. And two, you handle business after Baylor talk mess. You, you shut them up. You shut someone else up this year. Starting to become a thing. Are people finally going to learn not to talk smack to OU? It's literally the worst thing you can do. I want OU to win every game. I want them to win another national championship. Of course I do. We all do here, right? But God, like stupidity just makes me uncomfortable. Like stop. Uh, Oklahoma State, don't say something dumb. I'm doing this for your own good. I hope you get run-rolled in all three games. Don't get me wrong, but I'm trying to save yourself from the embarrassment. Whether it's Oklahoma State or surely Kansas won't next weekend, right? Anyone else in the postseason, just don't do it. Don't. Don't put yourself in that situation. Take it from Baylor and take it from Texas. It's not a smart way to go about trying to play OU. And you'll probably lose regardless, but at least it won't be in embarrassing fashion. Well, at least maybe. I don't know. Just just don't talk just don't talk before the series. If I can have a a word of advice to to anyone out there. But Baylor talk mess, you handle business, you shut them up, and you made them kiss the rings. 
I say rings instead of ring because, like, think about how many rings a four- or five-year player at OU will leave with uh, after her career, especially, like, the, the seniors and the players on this year's team that got a COVID year. Jeez, they're going to need more fingers by the time they, they leave this place. 42-1 and one on the season, 34-game winning streak, 12-0 and 0 undefeated in Big 12 play, and about to clinch another Big 12 title. Busy week coming up for your number one Sooners. Wichita State on Tuesday on the road, and then a quick turnaround on Wednesday to play Tulsa at home. That's going to be a nice test on Tuesday night. Wichita State's good. Beat OSU a couple of times this year. They, they're they no joke. I don't think that this is the best team that OU's played this year, but is this the best team that OU's going to play this week? Yeah, I think so. Better uh, better come to play against the Shocks on Tuesday night. Going to be a good challenge. But hey, bring on the challenge. This team is craving one. Patty Gasso is craving another challenge. Shocks on Tuesday, TU on Wednesday, and then KU for a three-game set over the weekend. Five games this week. It's a lot, but a lot easier uh, when you have three aces on the staff. If OU's pitching staff was a poker hand, uh, it would be three aces, trip aces. Very, very, very tough to beat. Uh, Good weekend in uh, Waco for sure. Um, Pitching staff just continues to be incredible. And can't wait, can't wait to see the, uh, what this team has here moving forward. They just continue to be consistent game in and game out. That hasn't really changed. And that Baylor loss just really seemingly uh, turned this team around. And they just haven't stopped dominating since that ina- uh, initial Baylor loss a uh, couple of months ago. Great weekend for Sid Sanders. Uh, Brito's bomb still hasn't landed yet. Uh, everything that you wanted to see this weekend happened. So we'll see if this team can uh, – we're in the stretch run. Stretch run of the season, which is crazy to think about. It feels like last weekend when uh, OU was putting up a monstrous second inning against UCLA and run-rolling the uh, Bruins out there in California. This season has flown by. But unfortunately, or unfortunately, unfortunately for everyone else, fortunately for us, I think OU still has a uh, lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of softball uh, left to be played. OSU gets swept over the weekend against Texas. That was a big story. And I still think that Bedlam weekend's going to be huge, but my prediction that Bedlam is going to decide the conference winner, that take is not looking very good right now. If OSU wants that to be the case, OU's going to have to slip up against KU a couple of times because I believe the Pokes have, what, four conference losses now? So not looking good that that final uh, weekend series against Oklahoma State going to decide the conference. Honestly, kind of looking like OU's going to roll into that Bedlam series uh, already being crowned uh, Big 12 champs, which is uh, which is pretty pretty cool. All right, a um, little bit of a tease for next week. We and I think I may have told everyone this on Friday. Shay Knighton is going to be on the podcast next week. It's already recorded. Now had a little bit of technical difficulties with the interview, but I think the last half of it is still good, and I'll put it out there. Um, hopefully not the majority of the interview, like had some static in the background. I don't know what's going on there. But Shay almost cried on the interview. I'm pretty proud, okay? And not to give myself too much credit here, but Shay almost uh, teared up when talking about her experience uh, with OU and playing under Patty Gasso. One of my favorite interviews we've done. I, I mean, it, seriously, it was just fantastic. So uh, be on the lookout next Friday for the Shay Knighton interview, and uh, we'll preview what could be a Big 12 championship weekend 
for this OU softball squad. As always, thank you for all the support. I, I see uh, Nanny TT always tweeting out uh, when the podcast is out. She was uh, tweeting at me this morning asking me when a new episode was going to drop. I love the support that I get from you guys. Thank you for always tweeting it out, sharing the link. Like I say it all the time, and it probably sounds corny every single week, but it's true. It is true. I appreciate your support more than you know. Thank you so much. Uh, keep sending in those uh, comments to my DMs on Twitter. Love it when you guys do that, and I'll read some of those coming up next week. All right, this is the Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Thanks for uh, Cavens Group, as always, for being the title sponsor. We'll talk to you next week.